Predacon stole the golden disc Maximals came after them And they crashed both their ships Landed on the earth with two moons They fought in the beast wars I mean, what else were they gonna do? War and beast War and beast We talk about things like Energon and protophones and sparks War and beast War and beast How the Maximals have no Welcome to War and Beast, the podcast that rehashes the retelling and is not in any way controversial when it does it. I'm Greg. I'm Jordan. Uh, I'm I'm Kendall. And this week we are reviewing Beast Wars Volume 2 of the IDW comic. Interesting volume. Uh, we had Eric Burnham, Josh Burcham, Winston Chan do some covers. Yeah, we I, think, have. I think I think Winston Chan also did the art for like the first two issues that we read in this in this set. I think so. Yes. Like they yeah. took over for for uh, Virgin. Yeah, I I kind of liked Winston's art a little bit better than Josh's, but it I is, I it's like, I just nice. Yeah, I I noticed. Well, okay. I I think I liked the art. So who was toward the last couple issues? Uh, that would have been Josh. Yeah, okay. I went back to Josh. Yeah, I feel like oh that's oh went back. So he was the he was the main artist in the first volume too. Yes. Yeah, that's it. That's interesting because I felt like those last two issues, um, they were more the characters were a little more on model, uh, from the the toys in the show. Yes. Um, mm. like it like it looked it looked different. So maybe he's, you know, I mean, maybe he's just getting used to drawing the characters, yeah, but into the groove. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but I, I I I felt like without losing the style, without losing the stylized look, I felt like the characters, like it was very easy to tell which character was which, except for Razor Beast and and uh, Pterosaur look a little similar when they're in robot form, but yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. but I mean, that's just you know, that's just because that's how because they look a little similar. Nope, that's a fair point. But yeah, nope, we are reviewing that this week. Uh, I don't think we have any IMDb, IMDb trivia. At least I am assuming not, Kendall. No, I didn't. I didn't do anything <laughs> weird this time either. Um, this is you know, this um, is the some episodes I put a lot of effort into. Some episodes I am scrambling to get the material read before we record, but uh. You know that's okay. This is a good volume, though. Like I enjoy yeah, it. Like I, 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 I read it. We 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 uh, we rescheduled from last week, and I read it. I I you know Greg takes full respons- responsibility for rescheduling, but mm-hmm. I was not heartbroken because I was very tired. <laughs> um, and I read the first four issues, and I think the fourth issue, I must have been just like a zombie when I was reading it because I definitely missed some stuff when I picked up the last the last two issues uh 
today. Um, but, uh, but like, I remember reading, I was like, oh, wow, actually it got good. Like, I feel like the <laughs> first volume, the first volume was just kind of rehashing the origin and it felt like very much just a, yeah, it was just like a re it was just a, you know, a retelling. Um, it didn't, it didn't feel like it brought anything new to the property, but this volume, I really felt like, uh, it kind of, I mean, first of all, the Maximals have an end game and Megatron is smart. Yep. <laughs> yep. So they, you know, they also, adri- I, clearly I they listen to our podcast. <laughs> I was just <laughs> mildly unwell. I didn't think it was a good idea to record, but I did not die like I have in the past. Yeah. Yeah. They, they didn't, uh, you know, you know, they, yeah, I don't know. He clearly listened to some or to our podcast. Like they're repeatedly, repeatedly in this, in this, uh, comic following those the fourth and fifth laws of robotics yeah Yeah. like like there's a point there's a point one of the issues where the guy is monologuing and and megatron's like you're you're muttering to yourself again like like it's it's, like it almost it almost gets black arachnia caught yeah 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 definitely (laughs) like i i don't know know. like you don't have to do it's a comic book you You have the thought bubbles I am almost curious to a point where if somebody who listens or if any of us ever happen to be at a convention with the writer, somebody should say, are you familiar with the fourth and fifth laws of robotics? Just to see what they say. <laughs> I would be very curious as to whether or not anybody would be like, oh, yeah, that's when they're talking like. You know, they're talking out loud with what they're thinking, right? And then I'd be like, we got it. We we made it. (laughs) We are part of the lore. (laughs) Well, or, or, I mean, he did say that he had just rewatched it. I mean, it's possible that he just, he just noticed the same thing that we noticed. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but either way, pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Like I just, I, and just, and just in general, I feel like, Again, where the first volume was, I don't want to, I like, I liked the first volume. Um, if I was reading it month monthly, I probably would have kept reading and everything. Um, but this volume, you could really tell that he has the voice of the characters down. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a little bit more with the, with the turtle lady. Um, and, uh, you, you, you know, got, she got a little, a little bit of a, a little bit of a spotlight. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I, this is a rock solid volume. Yeah, no. Um, I guess. Well, Jordan, did you have anything that you wanted to to bring up from the TF wiki, or before I get um, into it? And I'll try and keep be, it as concise as I can. <laughs> yeah, it probably would be better if I just like pick pick things out that I notice either myself or from the uh, from things because it does it does it does the wiki does do a good. Uh, point by point of like pointing out some of the references that I know and homages that are put in uh, and stuff like that. Um, I did like Alan, the other tri- trivia for the, the eight issue It mentioned that Waspinator sleeps with a teddy bear. Aww. Oh, there is one thing that I will bring up in one of the issues. Uh, Megatron crushes his rubber ducky. Yeah, but <laughs> Rattrap finds it again. True. It's been covered put back in bandages. <laughs> But old Megs would have never, you know, sure he would have squeezed it, but he never would have broken it. Well, look, this is a different. It's another time. Look, this is True. a this is a more modern oh, actually, interpretation of the character. This is a more mature <laughs> Beast Wars, you could say. There, 
there is one interesting thing I might note, might want to note that we that you guys might not know about is the Razor Beast was actually also a character in the the first like Beast Wars Ascending and what was it the Calling? They're the the two like uh, mini series they did before um, uh, before the the uh, uh, before they did this one, uh, gathering oh, and ascending okay. the 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 like IDW shorts like four issue limited series. There were two two four issues, so like eight issues. So and it oh, caused yeah yeah, and yeah. he was like the the leader of the uh, Maximals in the in that that area, or at least was one of the characters that brought the Maximals together. Right and on. and I uh, just it's just that it's also. I just thought it was neat that uh, they also brought him in there, even if they're only for a little bit. Yeah, which we'll get to. I was kind of surprised by it. I also kind of like how we still don't know if this is actually Earth. That's true. They keep they keep hiding it. Um, at the one at, like at the one point, like we see all the animals that they that are on there are not exactly Earth, like Earth animals, but then they have the. Uh, mentioned by the Vox about how they brought animals here for for things so could it just be that it's just them just all these are just animals from you know for their experiments hmm who no, knows it's a good point have we even seen whether there's two moons or not yet no mm. uh and uh there uh, the wiki even points out at one point when uh in the first two issues when uh black arachne is messing around with the computer and and Rhinox has to then, you know, fix it. It shows like the globe, but it's being covered by a red alert thing and his face or his head. So you cannot make out any continents whatsoever. So you just know that it just was like gives you a hint that, oh, this is this is a map of the, of the planet, but we can't see it. Mm-hmm. I, did they they did say something that made it sound not like it was Earth or maybe like or else that like their interpretation is that. Like it sounded like if you go in any direction, like there's a different topographical yeah. thing. Yes. But I guess yes. that's also true on Earth. Yeah. Which like if you go a hundred miles north, a hundred miles south, a hundred miles east, a yeah. hundred miles west, you're gonna see different uh different things. And um, and I think the uh the wiki pointed out that, that that also was kind of like a nod to how it was also got like the inconsistent biomes was a thing of the in, in the old cartoon anyways. So that's true. Mm. So, you know, like they're really, they're, they're really hinting, you know, like they're basically making it like a very up obtuse, whether it's the earth or not. Like, I guess it's going to be a reveal at this point with all of what, well, what they're, what they're kind of like hiding. But then again, it's, it's just subtle enough that it might just be them joking around. Yeah. So I'm hoping it will pay off, but at the same time, I would not be surprised if I if it was just overreading into it. Yeah, it's hard to say. So uh this is a little bit random, but I wanted to bring it up. Um I don't remember if I talked about this on a previous incarnation of War and Beast, uh, but around the time that the Beast Wars comic started another an image there was an image comic that came out um because i missed the beast wars uh uh comic but the image comic is called two moons (laughs) um it's it it last it looks like it was 10 issues ended in february of 
of 2022. Um, and uh, so if we ever, it's about, um, it's about a Native American in, during the Civil War. And at least the first arc, I feel like the second arc got weird. But the first arc, the premise was that he could see uh, like that people were monsters um, and like nobody else could see them. And so he would, you know, murder. He'd like have to murder somebody because they were going to murder the whole town. Oh, so it's sort of like grim. Sort of like sort of like that except for like during civil war times and he's and, and everyone around and to everyone around him, they're seeing this native, this, this, this minority who is murdering a white dude, uh, um, you know, who's murdering white dudes. And, uh, uh, so, so he doesn't get treated super well. Mm. Um, and, uh, done by, done by, a. uh, somebody who's uh, smart about that history. I don't know if, I don't know if the author was of that heritage or whatever, but like it, there were essays at the back that made, that made you be smart. Um, <laughs> so, but it was, but, it, but at least the first, at least the first arc, I really, uh, it was an interesting premise, uh, but definitely, uh, worth, worth checking out. If we run out of all the transformers comics that have ever been written, we can, Oh my we God, can is that the that. plan? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> I don't remember this in the fine print. Oh yeah. Yeah. You, you, you signed, you signed on, you signed on, um, once, once, once a month for all eternity. Oh God. (laughs) Uh, yeah. And actually after, and actually after we finished the three volumes of beast wars, we're going to actually, it's going to, it's not going to be once a month. It's going to be once a day, um, twice on Sundays. Doing it, doing an entire volume. Not, I'm going. Not, I'm going to miss so much it. of my grandchildren's lives. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, we'll get sponsored by uh, by Harry. By what was the what was the, who gave us the who sent us the email? Oh, which one was it? Um, Manscaped. Manscaped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. We'll we'll be rolling in the dough. Oh yeah. Go figure. They they sent us the email after the show ended. After the show was over. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure it was not an automated email at all. No, of course not. Not whatsoever. But but yes, getting into the comic itself. Uh we open up, we have like a sparring match with Optimus and Dinobot, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh and they're sort of going back and forth talking about different well, Dinobot is talking about the differences between the Maximals and Predacons, Primals, you know, trying to joke with them a little bit on stuff, but also at the same time trying to sort of gauge how he is because as folks might remember from the end of the last volume he kind of got stabbed <laughs> like oh yeah the he chest. was like yeah i can't i can't fight it well i'm no good for you i can't fight it anymore he's like yeah. yeah you can you can you can still hang out with us yeah um so i will say i will say that the old kendall would have said you know i'm a much more uh, I'm, a, I'm a kinder gentler kendall these days but the old kendall would have pointed out that it's a little ridiculous that these guys are sparring using like staff thing mm-hmm. instead of the weapons that they would be using. Like, <laughs> it's not like, I mean, I don't think, I mean, unless they're literally just trying to get their cardio in, uh, it's a little, is a little odd. It's a little odd. You're not wrong. It is a little weird to see him fighting with sticks and then they transform into their beast modes <laughs> 
and Optimus is still using the stick while he's a gorilla. Then he gives him a whack. Yeah. It's just a... <laughs> well, yeah, I, you see uh, Optimus is the one that had the foresight to make his alt, his alt mode have opposable thumbs. True. But then you, then you see Optimus literally lay out dino, just put, gorilla punching dinos, dinosaur. What is this, is the weird. 90s? These <laughs> uh, comic covers, I mean. Yes. But yeah, so they they wind up having to take Dinobot back to a CR chamber. One of the things that, that was mentioned in this volume as well is apparently the maximal CR chamber is not as good as the Predacons. Like it's oh, sort yeah. Of, yeah. It's sort of hinted at, or rather pretty much blatantly said towards one of the latter issues where Megatron is saying, Oh, well, this their CR chambers are not as good as ours, obviously. Which I thought was a little weird but at the same time it's sort of science vessel versus a warship yeah sort of makes sense different way the resources are put together and now that i think about it like even with the with the cartoon because the cr chamber for the maximals was always like this sort of like i don't know it almost looked like a yeah it almost looked like a sauna or something like that but whereas the cr whatever the CR chamber was that the the Predacons had. It was like a pool. You would essentially just toss the parts in and they would somehow miraculously put it back together. Especially with Waspinator. <laughs> so I, I can see where they're coming from, but it's, it was interesting. The whole dynamic of it. Um, but we got Megatron who's obsessing over the golden disc. It looks like he's come across some sort of a message on it from himself it looks like yeah this this time there's it's not the megatron that talks on it is not the megatron from G, from g1 it's megatron him yeah which gives him a bit of anger and confusion because the message gets garbled and then it says that it's it's corrupted so he's not able to tell <laughs> and of course while he's obsessing with this we've got terrorsaur who as always is plotting to try and overthrow him uh Meanwhile, managing to pretty much insult every other member of the team. <laughs> you know, uh, it's especially Scold, which, I mean, yeah, Scold seems socially awkward, I guess. Yeah. But, it's, yeah, he really lays into her. Yeah, because she offers to help carry things because she's the strongest of them and can carry more than any of them. But they're like, no, you're too slow. Yeah. And, and oh, doesn't doesn't he say like doesn't he say like and I don't mean physically. Yeah, like she yeah. like she, she retorts, I can keep up, and he's like, That's not the kind of slow I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And he's he like and and, he, and and I think yeah, Waspinator calls him out on it too at that point too, which is yeah. which is because Waspinator's like, you know, she can just rip you in half. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 what is it? Uh Pterosaur is like, nope, well that's part of the plan. By basically de- belittling her, she'll be too too uh too what is it, what's the word? Too pathetic to want to actually oh, yeah. do anything, you know, like so basically he's like nagging her to 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 do what he to do what he wants. Yep. Yep, Chekhov's rip in half. <laughs> oh, there's the episode title right there. <laughs> Chef Goff's ripping half. 
we also in this issue get our first uh first introduction to a transformer out of the pod and of course it's a familiar face in black arachnia a uh, bit of a different intro than what we got in the show the pod lands relatively unscathed uh and she manages to sort of hop in a pond and then immediately gets yanked like some sort of prehistoric alligator and she has to fend it off but and and again this is yeah. one of those things where the wildlife looks uh earth-like but it has like slides along its head behind its ear and it bleeds purple yeah i think that's what well that's, there's something purple in the water after yeah she leaves it honestly the the head sort of reminded like the first panel that we see it it sort of reminded me of fing fang Fu. yeah yeah but you know it uh and actually now that i think about it i almost wonder if it was some sort of an homage to the megatron that was supposed to be the gator Ooh. oh yeah i think i think so too yeah especially since we have the character that's based on the optimus bat yeah but uh, the the funny thing is, is while Black Arachnia manages to to fight off this gator and starts heading towards the Axelon, apparently she's still maximal at that point. It's yeah. not until we it, cu- it, it it there was an error that that showed on the thing, and it was was it the code that was uploaded yep. was the error or or the, what caused it to crash uh or both. no it was the code that was the so so what we what we wind up learning in this volume is that last volume tarantulas got at the axelon's computers we didn't know exactly what he was trying to do we just assumed that he was trying to download information turns out he was also trying to upload information to the stasis pods to be able to turn them all into predicon and she is the first one only it's a code that doesn't was, immediately take effect, I guess. I, from what I can remember, what it is is like it was not fully completed, so it mm-hmm. kind of has to like take a while to reboot the systems yeah. and find which signature to use. Yeah. So it might not that she's not uh, maximal, like still maximal, as that she's just uh, not designated yet. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I got the sense that like basically she goes into the thing and then. And then once she gets once she gets basically into the base, that's when she kind of at some point, like, it's clear that like a, a switch. A flips. switch. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then the Maximals are playing poker, right? Yep. They're playing poker. Rhinox wins with this with a straight. Which I find rather cute, rather cute. Um, and of course, while they're doing this, everybody's talking about how, you know, They've got the shield. They don't have to worry about anything. But Cheetor thinks that he hears something, and it turns out that it is Black Arachnia who the programming has taken over. She's now a Predacon. She's in spider form trying to sneak by. Yeah, because because it didn't turn on until she was in the ship, the shield didn't stop her. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, I like how like Rhinox is like, hey, Nix, did you hear anything? You've got good hearing. <laughs> and Nix is like, I hear everything. It makes it hard to filter things out. <laughs> yeah no it's pretty cool uh we do get a little bit of a fight between cheetor and black arachnia and oh, wait I, I also like the 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 miss the misleading where like rat like here i'll prove it to you hey computer is security still fully functional 
affirmative. He's like, see? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yep. It's like nothing to worry about. And Cheater's still like, oh, I'm still going to check. And that's when he looks at his cards and says, like, well, thank goodness he was paranoid. That's the best hand I've seen all night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice, yeah, nice, nice little. This uh, this issue, you know, very emblematic of 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 like, it feels like it feels like, okay, we 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 did a bunch of plot in the first six issues. These next couple issues, let's let's do some character development. Yeah, and uh, um, does does a real good job of that. Um, and then Black Arachnia eventually tries to send the code to all the different protoforms uh, after stringing up. Cheetor. Yeah. After stringing up Cheetor, yeah. And that's not until the next issue. Like the this issue ends with her knock knocking him out. Okay. Yeah. Well, we you know we don't need to hit yeah, every single yeah. plot point, or else we'll be here all night. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I, I just meant we're yeah, yeah. we're now in, we're now in the next issue. Well, this yeah. is yeah. I mean yeah 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 yeah. And I mean we can go into detail because the, the, these first two issues are pretty are pretty good. So yeah. Well, and the funny thing is because the start of the next issue. uh what wound up happening, or rather, the end of the of the first issue of the volume, we've got Cheetor who, Cheetor who radios to Optimus saying that there's a problem. Then he's stunned by Black Arachnia, and then we immediately pick up the next issue where Optimus is trying to say, ask him where he is. And so the immediate thing that he does in order to figure out what's wrong is like, computer, where's Cheetor? It tells him where he is. He's like, how long has it been? How long has he been there? Five nanocycles. He's never anywhere for five nanocycles, so there's something wrong. <laughs> Which, of course, yeah, nanos. That's like, yeah, just make up make up what cycles means. It's yeah, fine. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, yeah. Because I remember because we're talking about five nanocycles. That sounds like it's like five minutes or five hours or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, and like I just always think about the time that uh, Rhinox had to go to had to go to the 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 uh CR chamber for five deca cycles. So like that's like ten thousand of whatever those were. Yep. I also yeah, like how when they, they when they free uh Cheetor from from the from the web that uh Black Riding Shane off his first words are I told you so. Yes. Yep. <laughs> and Rat Trap's like, that didn't sound like thank you, Rat Trap. You wanna try again? <laughs> But yeah, it was pretty cute. And then, of course, there's speculation as to how or why there would be someone that got in. And Ratchop's like, oh, well, that mad scientist did something with the computers. So then Optimus is me like, oh, great. Okay. It's like, seal the ship. And Black Arachne is watching everything from a computer already. And this is where she starts trying to download from the computer. And it's being really slow. And then she's like, cancel that. I'm going to upload this stuff to the pods. So. She only gets about halfway through and then Rhinox comes in. But, oh, and then she sends all the pods crashing to Earth. So that's another yeah. difference that we get between the show and the comics is that, you know, pods would just be knocked off course and crash in the show. Whereas now they're all coming and apparently half of them are Predacon and they, they don't, right. they aren't yeah. going to be able to tell which or what. Yeah, I yeah. like, I really, I really like that it's half and half. Yeah. Like, like it's, it's, uh, it's 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 just such a it's such a funny plot a funny little plot device as opposed to as opposed to it landing and then the Bredicons and the Maximals have to race to get to the pod the way that was in the show like I think I think having them 
already picked an allegiance and you got to figure out what their allegiance is, is, is a, is a, is good stuff. Yeah. No, I thought that was an interesting take too. And I think during this part of uh, Rhinox also mentions that she, she just basically sent them hurtling to the planet with no defined paths. So there's a chance that they're not all going to land safely. So yeah. they're, some of them were getting lost, whether they were maximal or Predacon at the point when they crash. There's, there's going to be loss, basically loss of Cybertronians now. Yeah. 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 That's, that is interesting that the Maximals really do seem to care about the loss of life. Um, in a way that, in a way that they, I think they did care about that in the show, but it didn't always get communicated as clearly. Um, and I, I, I liked that. I, I kind of feel like this volume did a good job of demonstrating the Maximals and specifically this group of Maximals, uh, specifically Optimus Primal, really, uh, like they have, they have certain value. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, and, and the protoforms, like in the, in the show, it was, first of all, it was always weird to me in the show because there's like 50 protoforms and we get like 10 of them over the course of three years. Like you'd think that, You'd think that they would have eventually done, gone Justice League Unlimited and just like had all of the protoforms show up and just do, you know, all of the, you know, you know, have a giant army of Predacons and a giant army of Maximals or have six Predacons fighting a giant army of Maximals or something, yep. you know, uh, but they never they never went that way. Um, of course, also, that'll probably never happen in this because it probably got canceled <laughs> after 18 issues and it was probably uh, <laughs> supposed to go on longer than that. but. Yeah, yeah. We only got yeah, we only got six more issues after this. So yeah. Um, but um still still like um interesting um interesting setup. Uh probably also it having the having them preemptively this is jumping back to uh the virus went to half of the maximals, like having them wake up and immediately having an allegiance, uh probably does does something to uh to allow for like a shortcut um, mm-hmm. in storytelling yeah. uh, that yeah. you need in that you need in comics. Cause you don't have quite as much time. Yeah. No, well, and we do get some interesting takes because uh, over the course of this, they figure that she's headed for their armory and Cheetor is like racing with rat trap to get there. Dinobot stops them basically by body checking Cheetor and rat trap is immediately like once a bread, always bread. And then it was Dinobots, a clean check. Yeah. Exactly. It wasn't from behind or anything. There's no high sticking. <laughs> but uh, Dinobot does manage to point out that she managed to rig a tripwire to three grenades that would have gone off had he not stopped Cheetor, and that probably would have killed them all. Uh, and then come to find out, she took an extra one and blew a hole in the hall in order to escape. So, so we get Cheetor chasing after her. He's calling her a traitor. They have another fight. We get to see his guts gun. Yeah. Finally see and, his guts gun. And his whip sword from the toy. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> but she manages to trick him. She's like, oh, yeah. you found one of the two traps. Eh? He's like, you mean one trap? She's like, do I? <laughs> he's like, there's a second trap. They need to know. And she's like, sucker. <laughs> but we also get to see Black Arachnia use uh, not only her. N- n- normal weapon but uh the the blasters in her legs that yes. she used a lot like as a secondary weapon in the show yep 
Yeah, Cheetor managed to hold up his arms to block it, but then he used his web. So, so I thought that was pretty cool too. Yeah, but yeah, so so it turns out over the course of this, they've realized that they can't just sit back anymore. They're going to have to do a preemptive strike in order to try and put the Preds on the on the defensive now. Oh yeah, so so now we get to go back to the dark side and we we see Waspinator with his teddy bear. I just really like that they officially made. I mean, I said this last time. Yeah. That they officially made the, the dark side the name of the thing. Yeah. Um, that's that's a good. That that was a really like that's the kind of thing that you do in these kinds of like you know Situation. expanded universe kind of things. Uh, it's a it's a good. It was a good choice. Good choice. Uh, yeah. Credit to that guy that I to the writer. The writer, <laughs> by the way, uh, what's his name? Uh, I forget the, the, the guy writer, that writes Josh I'm trying to remember. Uh, it's Josh. Uh, it's like, it's like, or, the, sorry, Eric. I'm thinking yeah. Josh is the artist. Oh, Eric Burnham, a- Eric Burnham, who I think I follow him on, on, uh, hive. And he is the only person that ever posts on hive in the world. I'm going to have to add him. Let me double, let me double check that I'm actually saying the right person. Because now I'm questioning myself. If Hive, if Hive will ever load. <laughs> but we. Do oh get... no! Actually, never mind. It's a completely different person that I follow oh. on Hive. Oh. <laughs> Why did I think that was him? All good. Ooh. But uh, Black Arachnia manages to make her way to the dark side and manages to find Tarantulas, who is all. You know, happy that his code worked because he was trying to access it from the dark side and couldn't. And so he's like, oh, great. So now you'll bend your knee to me. Bow before Tarantulas, my slave. She's like, <laughs> just kicks nails him. him right in the, kicks him in the gut. It's like that part of the code didn't go through. I'm no one's slave. It's like, <laughs> figures perfect in almost every way, except the most important. <laughs> but yeah, so that was an interesting way to end the issue. Her being like, look, I'm not your slave, but we got work to do. But yeah, and then the next issue, we've got Megatron, who's now heard the news and is very happy that they're now going to have new Predacons joining their ranks, although he's a little miffed about Tarantulas not telling him. (laughs) Which, you know, not surprising whatsoever, considering we know how Tarantulas tends to be like that. but. You know, Megatron is very happy that they're going to be able to, you know, get these new members and give birth to his empire. But overall, I thought it was pretty cool. Also, we do get uh, Black Arachnia kicking Terrorsaur's ass, which I thought was neat. Mm-hmm. And Skull being like, oh, that was great. Man, you know, everybody but- kicks Terrorsaur's ass in this uh, this volume. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but Black Arachnia... Is like the Flyers will cover more ground because Scold wanted to team up with her, so she doesn't really want to. So yeah. Scold, Scold gets kicked while they're down again. But yeah. the and this is the where we switch back to Josh. This issue is where we, yeah. we switch back to Josh with the art, which at first was a little jarring because of what the the difference in style between yeah. the last two issue arc and. Going back to this. Yeah. Uh, characters like Scorponok 
I, I really mm-hmm. noticed that Scorponok, there there's such a big difference between Scorponok with between the two artists. Yeah. The the it, it's it's more like a cartoonish kind of feel, like a Transformers animated kind of feel kind of yeah. thing. But but that's and I I know uh, that I'm I feel like I'm saying that like it's a disappointment, but it's not. It's just a difference. It's just different. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I found uh, Winston Chan was very like the character models were very, very reminiscent of the show and detailed. Yeah. Um, especially characters like Scorponok and Pterosaur, um, cause Scorponok, you've got like, it is almost beat for beat the exact same char- character model that we had in the show. Uh, like the visor and the way that the hands are done and the tail, um, Pterosaur, you know, you've got those details on the chest and whatnot, but then you go to, to Josh's art and it's, um, Scorponok is completely different than I- what what they were last the previous issue but not you know it's not a bad thing it's just you know for somebody if somebody had picked up the last like issue eight and then picked up issue nine they'd be like what's going on yeah (laughs) who's who are these characters so but but yeah scold uh scold decides to to take a breather outside the dark side and goes into beast mode and realizes that they're kind of low on energy. And then they go to, to eat a fish and find a pod. Yep. Which is kind of cool. Uh, but I love how she just one handedly carries out the pod. Yep. There's, there's a great scene where it's just the lake. Cause she finds it at the bottom of the lake. And then the next panel is her popping out of the lake with it, like on her shoulder. Mm-hmm. Just, I've done just, stuff like I've done stuff like that before with boxes of chocolate. Back when I was young. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just a neat little like, oh yeah, she's really, really strong. Yeah. So so full disclosure for folks, back when I was a in high school, uh, I worked as a stock boy at a pharmacy and they used to get the the big boxes of pot of gold chocolates. So you'd have the cases which contained about I want to say eighteen containers of pot of gold. And then, so, and I had to take them, like they would get offloaded in our back storeroom and then I would have to take them up a flight of stairs to the attic of the store. And so it got to a point where eventually I was able to have like one on each shoulder because I was doing it so often. But yeah, this reminded me of that sort of, it was like, yeah, I could see why she, why she would hold it that way. Just (laughs) makes things a little bit easier. But, but yes, we get our, our first birth of a friend. Yep. Which I thought was cool. But yes, Razor yeah. Beast is our, our second proto form out of the out of the pods. First thing he says is, Thanks, friend, I owe you one. And Skull's like, friend? <laughs> Just pointing at herself. She's like, friend. <laughs> and this is our second uh instance. Is it second or third instance that we see the Vok in this series so far? I think uh, it's the second. I think yeah, it's the it, second. It depends. It depends on yeah. It, I could say you could count the third if you count them going to each ship one thing separately, like okay. once at the back. But no, it's more like this is their second interaction we get to see of them. Yeah. And they're talking about how they're curious how this interaction is going to go because they're sort of witnessing a birth from a pod and how they're, you know, different allegiances. And they're like, oh, wait, 
there's that pack of iron wolves nearby. Let's see how this will go. But we, we get a bit of a, an introduction between Scold and, and Razor Beast. And we, we were saying this earlier, uh, for they, they act pretty, pretty chum, you know, friendly at the beginning, Razor Beast right off the bat, because if you, if we mentioned before, the people in the pods had no idea what's going on. Yeah. They're waking up to they're uh, for like Razor Beasts, especially this was just like he went, he went into stasis to help with a scientific mission. And we said like, you know, well, Predacons and, and Maximals working together. So he has no idea that there's uh renegade Predacons trying to blow, blow up the Maximals or anything like that. And Sculpture not telling him. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because in, in the, in the show, there was the PAX Cybertronica or whatever it was called. Yeah. Where where the where theoretically the Predacons and the Maximals were at peace, and this was a group. This was actually a group of of uh, like a you know a rogue faction that that Meg- Megatron went off with. But there was the Tripredicus Council and the stuff, and basically the Predacons were still like kind of bad guys. Like they were, you know, it was almost like kind of trying uh, to buy their time. Yeah, it was almost like it was almost like like a cold there was like a cold war like a yeah. US Russia thing which also would um would line up with the idea of the sort of the uh CR chambers being better or the the predacons believing their CR chambers are better and stuff like in the cold war yeah. there was uh, I I went to space camp so they taught me this and I don't know if it's actually <laughs> like this is this is it, it is true in that it was in a book that they had 12 year olds read mm-hmm. um so it like you know it was a history book that they had 12 year olds read so it may not be totally true anymore but part of the idea with the space race was that the russians wanted to say that they had the best technology so it was very important that when the russians sent yuri gargarin to space he was just like a regular guy he was like doped up and the and the machinery was doing all the work mm-hmm. where um in the United States, it was about, it was all about the astronauts. And there was, you know, obviously we were also advancing the technology, but the people that we were spe- sending to space were, you know, the best, were the best people, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, uh, I don't know. I, I just kind of, I thought, I kind of thought of that when, when we, when we ran into the, like the Predacons thinking that their technology is superior, um, like that, that, uh, aspect of Cold War at least cold war mythology or cold war propaganda. I don't know what you would tensions. Yeah, ideology, yeah, something, yeah. something, something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Like uh, in, but, but I do in, like, in, but I do like here where it's like here, it seems like, cause also like in the comic, in the comic, in the early issue, we saw when they, when the Predacons stole the, the, the golden disc, uh, the Tri-Predacons council was like, no, don't yeah. do this. Um, yeah, there it's more, integrated i guess you could say like they're it's not it's not a very there's not a very like simmering hostility of cold war this kind of feeling where like yeah. like like there's there's prejudice prejudice yeah prejudices and and like and i and ideals and thoughts about what one another but it's not like they they use that as an excuse to openly fight each other you know like in the streets yeah yeah it's yeah, and it's interesting. I don't know the the 
the faction thing is so it's so interesting because it's so I mean, I guess maybe this says something about like racism and all that stuff, but like it's like so ar- you know, it's so arbitrary. Yeah. It's like you're born you're born on one side or you're born on the other. And uh I mean, I guess that's what this issue is about because she wants to be a she wants to be an artist, right? Yeah, we get yeah. we get to that. Um but uh like, yeah, but yeah, also, yeah, just real interesting that that he 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 shows up and he's just like, "Oh, interesting. Yeah, they're they're working together. Cool. That's you know, that's that's nice." Yeah, I don't have uh, a problem with Klingons and humans working together, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And so Skold's backstory is that they wanted to be an artist because they were mocked by Maximals well, when they were looking at art. They wanted to be in, no, they, they wanted to be an artist and they would go to the like museums and stuff like that and they would get mocked. So they gave up on their dream. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's more sad. More sad. Not, yeah. yeah. Like she didn't want to be an artist you know, in spite of that, or like in spite, she kind of actually gave up on it. And Megatron sort of plays on that because yeah. we see that he notices it and then approaches. Which is, yeah, sad. And then the two of them have to hold off this, these iron walls that attack. And while Scold can pretty much hold their own and tries to tell Razor Beast to, to make a run for it, he's like, you already saved me once. I'm not going to have it be two and oh he's like i'm gonna help and turns out that they're a little bit more sturdy than he anticipated but scold <laughs> manages to, to take him out and kind of brutally executes one of them she has a temper yeah <laughs> yeah one of them tries to run away she's like no i want two pieces i li- it's also kind of like uh, the the scene i i think uh the the wiki pointed out that the two, like this, the scene of her, you know, fighting and beating them up and, and coming to help Razor Beast is kind of reminiscent or maybe an homage to an invincible fight scene. But it really is like she's very, it's very like inevitable. Like mm-hmm. she's, it's not like she's hurried, worried about herself. Yeah. And it's like, you know, like she's going to get there. It's just a matter when these wolves are going to stop <laughs> trying to stop her. Yeah. And we we get Razor Beast who's like, uh, I think I learned something today. Uh don't suppose there's a, a CR chamber close by. And then he goes <laughs> into Stasis Lock. And you know, she she could have abandoned him and she's sort of going back and forth. She's like, Well, if I take him back to the base and they're gonna be like, Well, no, he's he's not made for this. You can't keep him and Tarantula's like, Oh, can I strip him for parts? Which honestly, yeah. That would be tarantulas. So she does the noble thing and takes him back to the maximal ship. And she refuses to talk to Dinobot. But she acknowledges that she owes him her life and that their ship was closer. And, you know, you know, she wants him to live. Dinobot tries to, you know, talk to her one more time. She's like, no, she's like, this is the only chance that I'll be somewhat civil to you. And she gives him a shove. She's like, and next time, not going to be this way, traitor. So, so uh, I do like uh, when when Dinobot approaches her. He mentions her stutter. Yes. Yeah, I like, like when, I like that as well. Like he he said, you know, he says like you haven't stuttered once since you've been here. Maybe it's the environment you're in. But she's not too keen on that. 
Yep, that's why I that's why I stutter because because uh, I'm in this in this toxic environment <laughs> created by Greg and Jordan. <laughs> Damn it, he's on to us, Jordan. <laughs> I'll put away the toxins. <laughs> <laughs> Internet toxins. Yeah. So you know, you you said earlier that 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 issue you thought it was a little like. If people just picked up issue eight and then they read it and they'd be uh, art wise a little bit. Yeah, yeah art wise. It was a bit jarring. Oh, 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 art. You were talking specifically about the art. I think I yeah, was peeing. Yeah. So I only caught part <laughs> of it because uh, I because I was going to say, I actually think that issue works really well as a as just a single issue in the middle of the art. Oh, absolutely. Oh, um, yes. absolutely. Yeah. Story wise, I thought it was a great story. But yeah, yeah this- just going from issue eight to issue nine. Uh, I was saying to Jordan, because with, with the characters designed for Scorponok in issue seven and eight, it's like spot on with the show. And then you would not know that it's Scorponok that you see in the first few pages of issue nine. And I think you were here when I said like it kind of has like the uh, more of a Transformers animated feel. Yep. Like the 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 more fluid, bo- well, boxy outline, but fluid movement kind of thing. I guess I, it's hard to explain unless you've seen it, but you know, when you see it, I guess what it comes down to. Yeah. But yeah, no, and then we're, we're right into the next issue. We've got the Maximals who are starting to, to plan an offensive. And then we find out a little bit more about this version of the golden disc and that, uh, it was discovered on a meteor and apparently, Obviously, the Voyager Golden Disc, yeah, it's too. still the Voyager Golden Disc. But one thing that they mentioned this time around that was never, I don't think, mentioned in the show, they say that it's gone through not just time, but times. It's indicated that it's got like a trans warp signature to it. So it's traveled through time. Yeah, they said it has like energy of unspace, which was mentioned in the Cybertron trilogy stuff. Yeah. Interestingly mm. enough. That yeah, the, yeah, that's how the that's how the transwarp worked in that in that show. Yeah, which I thought was was interesting. Wondering if they were planning on trying to tie it in in some well, way. I know, um, and this this comes up on I think the next issue in the back matter of the original one. One of the uh, one of the uh, letters was answered by by the editor and they mentioned the possibility of a huge crossover event and it was alluding to unfortunately a canceled uh crossover event the very last issue that we got in this one Mm -hmm. uh there was like a there was a planned series called transformers collision course and it was planned to be multiversal to the extreme like it wasn't it wasn't just idw and 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 uh you know, and the things like there, it was like it, there was stuff like from animated and aligned continuity. So from like those oh, two wow. different things, trying uh, to do into the Spider Verse, yeah, uh, essentially, like, yeah. But um, unfor- unfortunately, it, it got candle with with uh, cancellation of the license and all. Which I don't know if you guys, I don't know if you guys follow comic stuff, but uh, they're doing they're the uh, they're doing a a. Another Spider Verse sequel yeah. comic right now. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, they just introduced a character that was a typo from an early Spider Man issue. Oh God. <laughs> um, they just introduced uh, 
they introduced Peter Palmer because for <laughs> one issue they called Peter Parker Peter Palmer in the early Spider Man. And so now he's his own universe. Um <laughs> Oh god. Uh but but anyway, um so spoil hopefully hopefully it, that that didn't like hopefully the only way that that's a spo- that's the kind of thing the only way if it's a it's a spoiler is if like you haven't picked up your comic from two weeks ago and you're reading it monthly so i apologize to anybody who's who's reading it monthly and are just a little bit behind uh if you read it six months from now you won't remember that i said <laughs> that so it's okay um but uh yeah uh so i don't know if we talked about this but i mean i'm I don't know. I don't know that it's the only reason, but Hasbro did move its license uh, for comics from IDW. Um, Did they say it's to boom or did I I make that up? I can't recall hearing that they've announced who it's going to. Yeah, they probably haven't. It's just that everybody keeps losing the license to boom. So um, maybe that's why I thought that, but uh, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind. I think a, a boom could, could do a really good, like I I've liked the IDW comics. This one is actually like very different from, uh, any of the other IDW stuff. Uh, the, the other IDW stuff is like super dense, super, like you have to read every single issue. Uh, you, you know, you have to know your, your history of transformers because all these guys look the same because the art is maybe not the best, uh, you know, and it's already, it's already hard to tell the difference between these between the the old the old school transformers because a lot of their designs are very similar uh but like like it was very it was good but it was very much for the hardcore fans and uh i think a a boom reboot could could really be um you know they they could do if they did i mean i dropped off the power rangers comic but the people that like it really like it still i think yes um uh but it but if they did what they were trying to do with the Power Rangers comic which is uh write something that is for people who remember that from their childhood and 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 kind of use modern storytelling techniques and stuff um then uh they could they could do some really cool stuff I think with Transformers um but yeah we'll see yeah no I think it'll be interesting to say the least if boom does take it up if it's not boom i'm not really sure who else you could really have take up the license for it boom seems like the the most logical one but yeah especially because they still have uh the the um power rangers yeah Mm -hmm. yeah uh at the moment yeah so it makes the most sense yeah but uh Getting back to the the story, or actually, you know who could, you know who it could end up with, because they've been a little more willing to do this kind of stuff. Is it actually could end up with Marvel? Hmm. Uh, yes, I mean, I suppose. Marvel? I mean, I guess technically Marvel. I think the licensed stuff Marvel has been putting out. I guess because I guess Predator and Alien are already Disney owned properties, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so maybe not. Films. Maybe Marvel would only do Disney owned properties. Because Hasbro is not owned by anybody, right? No, no. no. Yeah, they're they're their own conglomerate. Okay, so they probably would do. Decisions. They probably would go with a with an independent comic publisher. Um, and I'm I was just just looking at it. Like, there's been no official word yet by the looks of it 
Uh, and one suggestion, let's see, when was this? But this was back in August. So don't yeah. know. Don't know if uh, it's been said yet. One. I know. I don't think it's been officially said anyone yet, either, though. But um, they mentioned that one possibility also would could have been Skybound, which but also that would be way too weird. Like the, that, that's not a f- good fit for the transformers. Yeah. Skybound doesn't do license stuff because that's, that's a, uh, yeah, but they, they, Kirkman's. it was Kirk Kirkman's. He picked, picked up what, like, basically it was like the, you know, the, there, someone was like, that was like, just like a rumor, I guess that was at, at first. And they're like, that's, but that's a really weird, you know, fit and probably just a rumor. Mm-hmm. It would be kind of funny though if it, if things sort of came full circle and the Transformers license did go back to Marvel. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be a little weird. But which reminds me, I saw that there's a local comic shop that had a CGC graded version of that Marvel Transformers comic, the one with Shockwave on the front that says all the Transformers are dead. <laughs> I don't know how much it was, but I saw it and I was like, mm, <laughs> I, I did wonder about it, but Oh it man, been- did I show you guys? I don't remember when I got it. Did I show you guys my, um, my transformers number seven? No. Hold on. For all those listeners, we are actually on video right now. So, so he's even got it framed. Folks. I got the number wrong. Number seven is the first appearance of the Dinobots, I think. Uh, that's not what I have. Oh. I got this guy. Oh, that's the issue <laughs> that you sent me. Yes. Number 13, <laughs> the issue where random crime guy picks up Megatron and he becomes a crime boss. Yeah. Because he's the guy with the gun. Oh, man. It, such a great, such a truly, like, like seriously, like that one of my favorite, comic one of my book favorite comic book things. Yeah. Like that's something that would only happen in comic books. That right, right. <laughs> yeah, and and honestly, probably wouldn't happen in comic books today. But no, uh, probably not. But happened then. Yeah. But yes, getting getting back to the story at hand, we've got the the Maximals plotting an offensive, and it turns out they have retrofit an escape pod as a transport, and they're on their way towards the dark side. And planning on their attack, but oh, uh, wait, did we we finish up talking about the golden disc? How that that is like their main objective now? Like it's they didn't know no. that was exactly it, exact you know, um, and that it had information that brought them to this planet this at this time. So that's mm-hmm. and this could be devastating. So, like yeah. basically, Dinobot says like the scientists who who decoded it decided to cover up what it is. And one of the scientists that was helping was like, that they shouldn't do that. Everyone should know about it. And mm-hmm. Megatron was there to step in and kind of like, tell me more about this. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because I, I think it said that the they because they could only decode one of the files. Oh, and I think Wheeljack was one of the ones who did it. Or at least yeah. the character looked like Wheeljack. Um, they could only decode one of the files and it was significant. And then they decided to downplay the discovery instead. But, but yeah, no, the, uh, it's interesting because they're talking about, uh, you know, the disc and then about the different Predacons and they're getting sort of Intel from Dinobot. Um, 
as they're traveling towards the dark side. Uh, you know, he's saying the the disc is promising knowledge, knowledge is power, and Megatron cares more about power than almost anything else. So I thought that was pretty spot on with the show. Um, you know, we get a bit more back and forth between Rat Trap and Dinobot as well. Uh, and they're sort of talking about how they're going to be pairing off. Like Cheetor wants to go after Black Arachnia. Rat Trap, you know, he and Nyx are going to be going inside the ship. Uh, Rat Trap's going to be trying to get the disc and Nyx is going to be trying to, to destroy their transport drive so that they can't get off the planet get out of that time so they're going to be stuck there um i think they also mentioned that they're not going to use lethal force yeah like they just want to either either uh like capture and contain uh and stun like not no no killing basically yeah yeah Yeah, and it's just like this this is where this is where like i felt like the the show like it was they never established that like, we are going to capture them. Then we're going to fix our ship. Then we're going to take them to the authorities. Mm -hmm. Like that's, they never established that in the show. So it's like in the show, it's like, we're going to fight them. And then I don't know. We're not (laughs) going to kill them and maybe we'll capture them. But like, we're stuck here. Step one, fight them. Step two, step three, profit. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's the it's the underwear gnomes of uh of of Transformers. But yeah, yeah. Here here they did a, they did do a very good job of like and then they follow up with it throughout the battle, like they're like we're we're doing it, you know, we're doing it the right way. Mm-hmm. Um and these are our go- these are our specific goals. And mm-hmm. even like Megatron we're not to the part where Megatron is like, we're gonna ignore the Maximals and just focus on the golden disc. Right, we haven't we haven't gotten to that yeah. part yet, right? No. Uh, I mean, we're almost there, actually. Yeah, because yeah, that yeah. that I thought was really interesting. Um, that at first the Maximals are like, we're just you know we're just trying to protect ourselves. Yeah. You, you know, from the threat of the the Predacons, and then the Predacons attack them, and then the Maximals are like, okay, well the Predacons attacked us, so now we have to we have to be preemptive. And then the Predacons are like, well, we're, we're just going to, you know, do our own thing. And then the Maximals attack them. And it's this like vicious cycle of violence. It's the kind of stuff that Tigatron was talking about. Yeah. Um, that uh, it's just, you know, just it's and it's kind of subtle. Like, it's like this is this is how wars get started when, you know, one one side does something and the other side feels like they have to retaliate or or, you know, or the best defense is a good offense and, and it gets. And and then they see that the other side sees that as an escalation and and then they respond in kind and then suddenly, you know, we're in World War Two. Yeah. Like or World War One or something. I don't know how history works. Pre World War? If it were maybe World War Three. I don't know. This is this may, maybe this is the beta for World War. <laughs> World War Zero? Yeah. World War Oh that's no, that's with zombies, isn't it? Oh yes. <laughs> Z stands for zero. Yeah. Uh, the, we do get the Predacons squabbling a bit and we get our first attempt by Megatron to kill Terror Which is Yeah. Cause he's mouthing off and saying, and, and saying, well, well, if I was leaving. Yeah. You'd be like, I'd be such a better leader and not be stuck with that golden disc all the time. And we'd be attacking the Maximals. Also, 
Where did Scorponok get a hat that says coach? <laughs> I was <laughs> Oh, I love that. I love that so much. I love that so much. Yes, yes. That's, that's great. That's great. Like, man, man. Like when we first started the show, I was so anti all the like cartoony elements of, of Beast Wars, but I love it. I love it when, when there's, when there's just like the little, cause it's mostly like relatively speaking, this stuff is pretty, is treated pretty seriously. Like, yeah, the material is taken. It's not, it's not something that's uh constant comic relief and it's, and it's not. And actually I think even, you know, compared with a lot of, you know, compared with like something like power Rangers where, where the, you know, Rita and her, and her goons are, are almost exclusively comic relief. Yeah. Like the, the bad guys in, in beast wars are pretty are, are to, are to, are a force to be reckoned with or to be taken seriously. And I think you, you kind of have to have it that way when you're, if you're not going to have a monster of the week, um, you know, you got it. You got to be able to have the, the regular crew be, be taken a little more seriously. And it just, and, and so, so those, like those, those handful of humorous moments, I almost wonder if I rewatched the truce today, if I would be like, this is my favorite episode of beast wars. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Cause I'm so much more, I'm so much more of a fan of the lighthearted stuff than I used to be. Well, never know. But yeah, we, we get uh, Megatron nearly vaporizing Pterosaur, only to be saved by Tarantulas. And this is what you were talking about, Kendall, where he's trying to make the point that he, he needs to prioritize the future that he can get from the Golden Disc, and that he doesn't believe that the Maximals would ever be a threat at this point right. or something. Right, right, right. Only for the next scene to turn out that the Maximals are a threat. Yeah. <laughs> at least well, when they let Dinobot build the transport. The next scene of after Tarantula saves, <laughs> saves with uh, like a, with like a bubble. Yeah. Like a force bubble, I guess. Yeah. Something. Offer, offer I was like, is he playing? Is this, is this a uh, Mario, Bro- super Mario brothers? We, yeah. <laughs> like when you, when you die and then you come up in a bubble above it, above you. And of course, Tarantula continues to be really creepy because it's not really because he likes him or anything. It's for, quote unquote, a con conservation of resources. Yeah. Cause Megatron was fairly much going to blast him to, to, to atoms. And, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Tarantula is like, I can't do anything if you're just not there. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, maybe if, if, uh, maybe if somebody was to like surgically do something, <laughs> uh, tarantulas could still, or, you know, as long as I had a body. Yeah. As long as you have mm. a body. Yeah. Yeah, foreshadowing here, which we'll get to in a few minutes. Uh, funnily, funnily enough, because back on the ship, the Autobots are, are not far away. Optimus is like, oh, we'll just land us close by and we can go the rest of the way. And Dinobot's like, nah, I got a better idea. He's like, I made some modifications. And then he just immediately shoots missiles. And it's Waspinator of all people who's <laughs> like, I know that sound. I know that sound. <laughs> Everybody down. <laughs> but nobody was hit. No, I. And I think that was actually on purpose. Like, Dy- like Dynamot did, like, you know, did shoot a bunch of missiles, but he is trying keep keeping to Primal's plan of no of not killing anyone. Yeah. Yep. And we do get our. Uh... Uh, so while they're all trying to collect themselves, we get the, the last panel of that issue. Uh, we get primal with his faceplate down, which I can't remember in the first fight if we had or not. No, I, 
I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think we did either. But it, it's a cool look. I, mm-hmm. I really like it the way that they did it in this comic with the art. Um, yeah, just the the art in this whole in this whole final battle. I I really I really liked like it just it just uh, it you know switching switching between forms and and uh, this combination of you know combination of like real realistic looking stuff and more cartoony looking stuff and i just i really i really liked the uh the art in this last in this last stretch and this is of course the episode where we get the rubber ducky getting broken so i can't really say that it's a rubber ducky it's like a metal duck so well, rubber maybe du- robo ducky more, yeah. i was gonna say it's more like it's a rubber ducky made to look like a cyborg rubber duck yeah duck so it could technically just be painted that way. That's true. But yeah. But then the, again, uh, it, it reforms itself. So maybe it isn't just a. Yeah. Production. Yeah. But yeah, we, you know, next issue, we're, we're into the thick of things pretty quick. Uh, Dinobots squaring off with Megatron. He manages to blast him once with his eye beams. Nix and Rattrap are getting inside the, the dark side, along with Cheetor, who immediately goes after Black Arachnia. Then. Rat Trap and Nyx go their separate ways. Uh, Nyx is almost ambushed by Tarantulas, only Nyx this time is better prepared and busts Tarantulas. She gets caught in a bubble and then immediately blasts out of the bubble with a gun and breaks Tarantulas's machine. She, she was ready for this bubble. Yes. Yep. And then we, we get Rat she, Trap. She destroyed, she destroyed the thing that kept her in a bubble right off the bat. And Yes. I do like how Tarantula is like, why must my babies continue to suffer such fates? Yeah. <laughs> we get Rattrap who, who finds Megatron's room and finds a bandaided up rubber ducky who looks very sad. And then, and then angry tosses, tosses him away. <laughs> and then finds the golden disc. Uh, Optimus is fighting Waspinator. <laughs> he, he, so Optimus picks up a rock throws the rock and purposely misses and then shoots Waspinator because he was distracted by the rock. <laughs> Only for Optimus to then be distracted when Scold throws a boulder who that Optimus shoots the boulder and Scold tackles Optimus. It's just <laughs> like it's just like that Batman the Animated Series episode. Yep. You don't expect me to fall for that same trick, do you? And then you just quam, oh crap, I did. Yeah. But it was a big rock. um we get razor beast and pterosaur uh and razor beast tries to to talk sense into scold which i thought was really cool like in the middle of battle he's like because scold's like you attacked us it's like but no one's been seriously hurt yeah your flyers are stunned we're just after the disc and if you look at everybody, we're just trying to fight defensively right now. Except, uh, yeah. But then Pterosaur immediately grabs Razor Beast and flies into a into a f- one of the following mountains. Yep. And it, which summarily explodes. <laughs> yeah. I think they mentioned it back when they were, when the, like when we said they were making fun of Scald and, and they were flying off to get like supplies of Energon and they mentioned that these these energon crystals in the floating castles were very or float floating mountains were very very volatile mm-hmm. yeah. and the, and that's a that's a sort there's a stuff like that in the in the uh in the anime 
in the cartoon in the cartoons yeah. too because that like that uh there's that there's the one the one fight where they all were in the beast modes because they were in the like the heart of the mountain with it's like energon everywhere yeah um we do get a little bit of a a scene between megatron and dinobot as well where megatron has realized that dinobot is favoring a side so he's still injured where it mentions that uh this is where he mentions that the maximals have the inferior cr chambers um but then optimus shows up and saves dinobot uh we get like a quick panel with rhinox and scorponok another panel with cheetor and black arachnia and then we've got scold who is sort of you know she's actually upset about uh yeah. beast because yeah. getting blown up too just a little so, bit so she's kind of like i guess kind of like trying to process her emotions out crouched up in the down in there and then then that's when pterosaur decides to push her yep pushes the button the last time so so this is the scene that makes me also think that uh this guy was listening to our podcast <laughs> um <clears throat> so I don't remember the exact contact, um, but of course, one thing that we regularly would uh, mention in our sort of uh, uh, Warren Beast mythology or something was the uh, two bases in the middle of a box canyon with no way in or out, mm-hmm. uh, referencing red versus blue. Yep. Mm-hmm. There is a character, and I don't remember which character it is or what the context it is, that it's like one of the main characters dies and he says to the other main character, it's one of the red, I think it's one of the red characters. He says, he says, I've always hated you. And then he dies. <laughs> <laughs> so, so obviously you know, reference to red versus blue because of that, because Warren beast is red versus blue <laughs> to two, two ship. Now they have two ships in a, two, now they have two, they, if, if they win, then they get two ships in the on a planet with no way in or out at the, at the dawn of time. Yep. Um, but we get probably one of the, I don't want to say glorious, but one of the most brutal deaths I think we've seen in Transformers in a while. Because yeah. Skull just snaps and literally tears the spark out of terror source yeah. chest. And I think, I think what's so, so brutal. It's about this is that we say she snaps, but it's not like she's angrily fighting there. She just puts her hand on his chest and just crushes her way through to his, <laughs> to his spark and rips it out. Yep. You know, like with the, like with the wolves, like, you know, they're all fighting, like trying to ball her and all she's doing is just, steadfastly beating her way through it it's like it's not she's not like flailing she's not angry or well not oh i'm pretty sure anima- she's angry but not animated or anything like that it's just deliberate and yeah. direct yeah because she goes she goes palm yeah. on his chest squeeze his chest re- grab the spark pull the spark out yeah it, it really is because Cause it looks, I mean, the art on the page looks very graphic and very, mm-hmm. and it looks very aggressive and loud and not pretty, but the not prettiness is all on Pterosaur's part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like, uh, it's like, uh, you know, like a bad comic book writer writing a Superman that, that goes crazy and kills somebody like, you know, you could totally see, I'm not going to, I don't I don't know who it would be, but like, you know, everybody knows that if you want to write a, 
bad Superman story. You just make him go crazy and kill someone, right? You know, uh, Man of Steel, I guess, would be a good example of that. Uh, but not even that. Like, I, even Injustice, like, you know, yeah. Injustice, Superman snaps and blah, 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 blah. But, like, yeah. So, Superman, you know, the idea of Superman snapping and just like grabbing someone's heart out of their chest. Yeah. Like, you could totally, you could totally see that happening. Yeah. And then we immediately get in Skull checking on Waspinator, who's been yeah. stunned. And she's like, oh, we just lost Pterosaur. And it's like, what they killed him don't worry he will be avenged she's like avenged and then we see the the island it's like oh uh, yeah like you know she you know so do you guys think razor beast is actually dead i'm not i'm not sure, sure. i mean I, we haven't seen was, a body yeah there's no body yeah, we don't and okay well just to be honest we're, we're like on the sec this is the sec it ends on the second to last comic the next one is the end of the battle yeah. We still don't know by the end of that battle. No. Right. Like it is kind of like wrapped up in their back of the ship, but Razor Brace isn't there and they don't really say one thing one way or the other if he was like vaporized or what. Yeah. Right. It was Yeah, I mean explosion. I don't think I think that I think it's pretty clear that the that the characters think he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just I'm wondering if you guys think that he'll I'm not come back sure. in the next volume or if he would if he would have come That's back right. in the third volume if the series wasn't canceled. Yeah. <laughs> or fourth volume. It wouldn't surprise me if if he's not dead. Yeah, I mean, it was a very huge explosion, but there there might be a, a possibility that it just threw basically damaged him through his body, not vaporized him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Either way, he's probably not in very good shape. No, no. In the next issue, it's you know we've still got the battle going on. We've got Optimus and Megatron. Uh, Nix blows up the transwarp drive, uh, and then manages to taser tarantulas, which I thought was cool. Uh, cause she's like, Oh, Megatron's going to be so pissed with you. <laughs> uh, rat trap managed to get the disc, but is trapped. So he's trying to get Optimus to come and help. Uh, Cheetor manages to zap Scorponok with black arachne, his own stun gun. Because he was saying how the Maximal Council wouldn't let him bring stun beams on board because they're <laughs> offensive weapons. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'll just steal yours then. <laughs> uh, and we get Scold and Rhinox fighting, and Rhinox doesn't want to fight her. Yeah, I love, I love this part too because uh, she's 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 unloading on on. Uh, Rhinox saying like he's the re- that reason that uh, Razor Beast was dead. Yeah, but yeah, he and of course she's like, don't ever say his name again. Um, but like later on in the issue, you know, Rhinox continues to say that he's not going to fight her, and she she can't bring herself to you know, yeah I, to finish. I him think off. the exact word is that he's he's known Predacons. He's been friends with Predacons. He's even loved Predacons. He yep. said loved. Some, and, he said. And he's, and if this is what she needs to get, you know, to work through what the loss of her friend, then he can take a few punches. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, there's no satisfaction in killing you if you won't fight back. So leave before I change my mind. Yeah. No, I thought that was rather good. Really good yeah. storytelling on that part. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we, we, we get some interesting tidbits in this, like Dinobot. 
he's injured, but he manages to take on Waspinator instead mm-hmm. and does a pretty good job there. <laughs> we get Optimus. Um, eventually, he's able to get inside and rescues Rattrap and Nyx. And then there's a force field that's activated, and so they're trapped. And then <laughs> Optimus manages to trick them. Be like, uh, so here's the deal. So we can give you the disc. We leave and we both call it a draw. Or if you guys decide to try and do something and steal our ship, since we've destroyed your transwarp drive, there's an auto destruct on the ship. If anybody aside from me tries to do anything with it. <laughs> and they're like, there's no auto destruct. And Rattrap's like, uh, you weren't on the computer long enough to see if there was an auto destruct. And Megatron is just like really pissed off with tarantulas at that point. Yeah. Um, this really seems like something that would have happened in the show. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. like, like, a, like a hundred percent it, I felt like it, it was, it was maybe the way they would have done it on the show would have been a little bit dumber, but, uh, this really feels like something straight, straight out of the show. Like that kind of, like we could have ended everything right now, but instead here's a, here's a way out. You know, we figured out a way out to, to kind of hit the reset button a little bit. Um, and, uh, <laughs> I really did like that it was that it was legitimately a um that it was legi- legitimately a con like they established that it's legitimately a con as opposed to leaving it um unclear uh I think a lot of times this kind of thing you would you would leave it on unc- like rat trap would be like you didn't tell me about about there being a self-destruct se- a sequence and then there, and then Optimus would just have like a knowing look in his eye or something mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but, 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 uh, but here he's like self-destruct we don't have one of those you yeah. should know that yeah yeah <laughs> Rachel's like i am never playing poker with you again yeah which which uh, they play poker in the earlier episode it's yeah. it's great uh i also like the pointed out that dinobots like we should have taken you know megan drawn prisoner or killed him and primal's like i don't want him on the ship until we have it fit for him you know, like I don't right. like that maniac until we have him like the proper facilities to hold. Oh, yeah. I think we missed um, when uh, when when one of my favorite panels in the whole in the whole uh, in the whole thing is when um, when Optimus kind of defeats like temporarily defeats Megatron. He like leaves him as with his head on fire. Oh yeah, he oh, sets yes. him on fire. So the so he's walking around with with with. Uh, robotic tyrannosaurus head hand instead of yeah instead of his normal uh fleshy looking one yeah but it's just like it's just like he like he's like oh yeah he'll be fine his head's just on fire yeah <laughs> like yeah like he says yeah i don't know like it would be one thing if he left him for dead like that and then he and he came out but like he's like yeah what's, it's fine non-lethal it's non-lethal fire yeah <laughs> Also, it turns out that Rattrap copied the disc and now has an internal copy. Yeah. But yeah. Found the the frame. You can't see it in my camera because of the way the lights work, but that frame right there. Where he's just running off. Yeah, he's running off. (laughs) Oh, yes. And it's literally because it's literally like he's in beast mode. Like, it's not like he's it's not like he got his it's not like he got his hand like. Yeah, yeah, he's in beast mode and he set his head on fire. And he's like, yeah, yeah, it's it's a flesh wound right yeah yeah i just stabbed his head and set it on fire and it's just a flesh wound <laughs> it'll be fine yeah uh though you know megatron's pretty pretty pissed in the final panels 
and now he wants Primal's head on a pike. Which, I mean, understandable, because, you know, you still got your your Tyrannosaurus head looking pretty bad at that point. Yes. Oh, yes. My my spark burns hot with rage, Tarantulas. At the Maximals? At myself. <laughs> Overconfidence. But yeah. And then the epilogue is uh, we get Tarantulas pretty much getting Pterosaur's body ready for something. Yep. Yep. He's like, but there's still good news. There can be life beyond death. Oh, yeah. Yeah. End of the volume. We got, we got some death. We got some. Yeah, there's interesting casualties, casualties yeah. on both sides. Uh, interesting, uh, char- you know, uh, character arcs, and I'm like, I've been kind of holding off to to read the last part because I, yeah, I, d- I don't want to get too far ahead. So, so uh, I'm really looking forward to see what the this last last run of uh, issues is going to hold for us mm. yeah i mean this was this was really good actually and it just hit it literally just hit me that there's only six more issues there's only going to be one more volume of this and there need to be so much more like yeah like yeah. I, I mean maybe not look it didn't need it doesn't need to have 600 issues or anything but like i, I think it, 18 is probably going to seem a little short i think uh if it could have gotten well 17 tw- in an annual but yeah 18 yeah 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 hopefully well hopefully the and hopefully the annual or whatever that hopefully it ends yeah you know you know hopefully it didn't it doesn't just get cut off but uh or or you know or it could not end i don't i don't know i don't know what i don't know which i would rather i don't know if i would rather have a like a satisfying conclusion or if i would rather them just give me adventures with these characters the whole time because mm, yeah. the pro because the problem with a three volume arc is if you have the first arc being the origin the middle arc is character development adventures and stuff like that's the that's my favorite part yeah. and then if you if they make the whole last arc about you know you know about how they get home or something like that then you're not going to get to just play in the in the beast wars sandbox that is that i that i love so much um so because you know what i saw how they i saw how beast wars ended <laughs> like i mean this is you know this is this is even though they're slightly different characters and slightly different choices and stuff like i'm i'm kind of all for i i almost don't want it to have an ending i i almost just want it to give us give us these little skirmishes with uh, with character moments and stuff you know i wouldn't mind if uh what's the turtle's name again skull skull yes. i wouldn't mind if scold uh eventually you know goes to the maximals uh, but I also wouldn't mind if, I don't know, if she kind of doesn't, if she's kind of like, like, she's kind of like black arachnia where it was like, she's like, I, I mean, I'm not going to work with Megatron, but like, I'm also not one of you guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, y- you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. I think this does actually, you know, play into that old, that old sort of fan theory that I had that, you know, that the press, the Predacons <laughs> were a little bit, were a little bit persecuted. Um, yeah, no, definitely. I think so with this, with this iteration. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I think that's, and I think that's a good way of doing it while still saying, even though there are bad maximals, these maximals are good. Mm. And even though there are good Predacons, Megatron is bad. Yeah. 
Um, so you know you could have you could have uh, Skull join the Maximals, and if that changes the lineups, then you could have that, or you could have you could even you could also have like a third faction of conscientious objectors. Yeah. Uh, they're like you know I'm we're we're just gonna make a life for for ourselves here. Well, that was one of the most. This is random off topic, but that's what I'm here for today. Because uh, because <laughs> I was too tired when I was reading the comic. But like that's one of the most interesting things about the Lightyear movie. Um like but Buzz did you guys see the Lightyear movie? Not yet. No. Not yet. So it's basically Interstellar for kids. Oh um, okay. It's uh the premise is that that Buzz Lightyear and his Space Ranger people they were exploring and they got stranded on a planet. And uh they're trying to like make a new faster than light ship kind of thing that'll take them back home. And every time Buzz Lightyear tests it, it's five minutes for him and like 10 years for everybody else. Uh, and so, so he ends up like they build this, they build this whole society and he wants, and he's convinced that like, we've got to focus on getting home and he ends up, you know, his friend get his, all the, all the people that he's, you know, his friends get, get old and, and uh and you know he kind of you know he could have built a life for himself on that you know on that planet um and uh and and other you know and and there's more to it than that but i I actually like people hated it and i really liked it it was like a a very good movie going experience for me i highly recommend it it's on i think it's on disney plus so yeah uh, i'm pretty sure it is but um but like the idea, but I do, I do think that there's, that there is a version of beast wars, especially if you have a hundred of those pods where not everybody, especially, especially the maximals that came here to, that came out to be explorers. Mm-hmm. Not everybody is going to sign up for the war yeah. and, and they, and they can kind of have their own faction. Um, and, uh, I think if it's written right, you can, Cause the thing about, I mean, the thing about the, the episode with, uh, with Tigatron when he was I mean, the message of that episode was you shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't not, not want to fight in wars. Um, but, but like the mm. idea of that was like, just because you opt, just because you opt out of the conflict doesn't mean that there's not a group of people who are fighting for good and a group of people who are fighting for bad. But I think that if you had, if it, especially if it was. You know, if it was like silly, this silliness that we had in this, in this issue where it's like, they wouldn't even have been fighting. Megatron would have been screwing around with the golden disc. Probably, you know, who knows if he even would have like, if he even would have figured anything out and then they wouldn't even be fighting. It would be beast hanging out on the, in the earth with two moons. It wouldn't be beast wars. You, you know, they'd be, they'd be working on the maximals. We'd be working on fixing their ship and eventually they'd go home. Like, I, I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm <laughs> rambling. <laughs> but I guess that's why I'm here, right? Uh, I think that's why we're all here. Yeah. <laughs> so, do we have any questions this week, Jordan? Uh, sadly, no. I I double checked, and oh, good. We don't have any to answer at the moment, so so we don't I'm, have to f- fill in any yeah. of that. I'm sure time. that I feel like probably people are discovering these episodes like after, after they the, come out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or because we're doing them just at, just every so often. And that is perfectly fine. Yep. Uh, we that got, I know good. that, um, somebody that I follow on Twitter, uh, 
was very excited that we posted the last episode, but I can't remember who it was. They were like, this is my, a new episode of my favorite podcast. Aww. I can't remember who it was. Thank you. Was it Rhea? No, it was not. Uh, <laughs> not that I'm <laughs> hi there, Rhea. But <laughs> also it was not, it was, it was somebody that we, I don't, I, I wish I remembered who, because it's somebody that I've been following on Twitter since the early days of, of war and beast um and uh and i can't remember their name um but uh you got me curious now been around but they've been around (laughs) and uh and uh and yeah did the the the, the thing um but i'm off of twitter i'm not allowed to look it up now the only i'm only (laughs) going on twitter to i'm only going on twitter to post podcasts that's my i'm trying to stay off of twitter for as long as i can We'll see. I'm I'm off of Twitter and I'm off off of alcohol right now. We'll see which one. Ooh. Uh, see which one wins in the end. Yeah, I think I think I'm I'm doing a most. It's going to be a mostly dry January, not a total dry January. But uh, also also I was I didn't I didn't get off of Twitter. I've only been off of Twitter for about a week. So usually I'm usually that's about how long I get off of Twitter. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, right. Ra- Right, maybe was it? Do we have? Is it like Raiden? Yep. Is yep. that a person? Yes. <laughs> I think that that was who uh, who made the comment. So shout out to Raiden if they, that is you. I, I remember very early on with the podcast, they were the one who said, "I fall asleep listening to Greg," and I was like, <laughs> "So I still remember that." <laughs> So thank you for that. That that is stuck with me all these years. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that's who it was. I I actually did log on to the the <laughs> thing. You just had to know. Yep. Yeah. Don't blame you. Yeah. But yeah. No. Well, with that being said, do either of you have something you would like to plug this week? I'll I'll still plug. Uh... Uh, Alphabet Flight, or, or yeah, Alphabet Flight's still going on. Their uh, art's been <laughs> chugging along, and I think by this time uh, we just got through the bees of like the the third version of the uh, of the uh, a handbook. Like you know how there was like the first there was the ones they put out like back in the like late 80s and then they did the 89 update and now this is like the first like they did in like the the, late 2000s where they like were hey let's do that again and they redid it redid it and kind of updated it in that so we're on that that uh version of things now right on so okay i found the tweet so ryan did did, riding at frost magic i hope i didn't just dox them um (laughs) I guess you're on Twitter. You you want people to know your thing so you can have the followers, so you can have the dopamine. Uh, it says, uh, I'll need to find a copy to read, referring to the first volume of uh, Beast Wars. Excited to see more content from one of my favorite podcasts. So, look, Thank if you. you guys are out there and want to <laughs> tweet or some other social media saying that we're your favorite podcast, we will notice that and like yeah. it. Like I just did. <laughs> and i probably will later today yeah mm-hmm. yeah it really really uh it 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 means it means a lot i know there's at least like uh 
there's at least like a few of you that that uh, that listen, and whether it's I, you know, you you see the numbers, and we I don't think we need to share the numbers, uh, but like you never know what they mean and how many of them are Russian bots and how many of them are Google clicking on the thing or whatever. But uh, but when you actually have when you actually hear on social media from listeners, it really uh, it really makes a difference. Um, Sorry, Jordan, were you finished plugging? I interrupted. Yeah, no, no. Actually, I was pretty much finished. So you came in at the right time. Okay. (laughs) So, well, yeah, it's because I'm a professional. (laughs) We've been podcasting together for 30 years. Um, That first podcast about, you know, the sad thing is the podcast, the the content that we create now, Jordan, we could have been creating 30 years ago and it wouldn't be that far off. Like, you know, (laughs) we... We could be talking about transformers or or uh you know we had i'm just saying i've had the same interests for a long time yeah. um speaking of things that that uh that i could have been even though it's not 30 years uh i've recently started posting beyond bulbasaur episodes again um yeah i saw i'm i'm behind on a lot of things but i was really happy to see that yeah there I, I, I like talking about pokemon yeah, yeah, they're um, I, I changed up the format, got rid of the got rid of the dead weight. Um, <laughs> I'm just doing them as I'm just doing them as like little little mini solo, uh, like three to five minute long uh, blurbs around about uh, Pokemon and uh, doing a little MS Paint image to go with it. Uh, but I did. And, and also I'm because uh, I don't know how many more of them I'm going to do. I'm not like trying to do obscure Pokemon or anything. I'm just like. Mm-hmm hitting the ones that i know i've done uh uh what did i do charmander and who did i do was it gyarados yeah i did gyarados yeah gyarados and charmander and somebody else have been posted um and coughing is coming up next uh, gyarados is one of my favorite yeah yeah he's he's definitely oh, a favorite we i know we 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 big we talked a bit about uh scarlet and violet did you know i caught a shiny Oh, you did? That's awesome. Yeah, like 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 thirty minutes in, it, I ran into a shiny, which is weird. Like oh, I wow. didn't do anything, and you know what it was? A magic. What was it? It was a magic card just flopping on the ground. Oh, like, nice. nice! It was like a gold magic card. I'm like, is that is that? A sh-? And I looked at it. I'm like, yeah, that's a shiny. Why nice. is there a nice. golden magic card? Nice. But yeah, nice. I, I leveled it up, so it's now a red Gyarados. It's it's pretty neat. Cool, cool. Um, yeah. So uh, plug for pokemon scarlet um don't believe the hate it's uh it's it's a it's a lot of fun um especially what i realized is i'm the kind of person i don't like video games but i like pokemon games. if you like pokemon games and you don't like video games then you will like pokemon scarlet that's what i will say um i honestly want to try and get uh led uh pokemon legends arceus because uh-huh. because i i kind of want if it's because it's something that i guess it was like the proto form of what Scarlet and Violet is now. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that. I it had. They definitely. There definitely. It definitely has elements of it. Uh, I haven't played it, but um, my my. Anyway, I that we could do a whole podcast about this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe we will. <laughs> maybe we will once we finish. Uh, because we haven't finished Scarlet yet. Uh, but um, my fear of my fear of Arceus is that a lot of the feedback was. That I that I heard from it was I don't like Pokemon games I like Arceus hmm. so so that makes me a little more reluctant but having heard that some of I, the elements that I like in in uh, Scarlet and Violet are in uh, it, it's it's good but um 
but uh, yeah, yeah. Again, we could do a whole thing. But Krabby was the other poem that I. Oh, okay. Krabby. Um, also, uh, I've been posting. That's what we called music. Um, we are. We, I. I'm. I took. It took me like six months to post the last three episodes. Um, but uh, I did post them, and uh, am getting. Um, we're gonna record some more episodes this weekend. I think we're at we're at eighty six episodes of that. Oh, so wow. Plenty. Uh, we just we just talked about back here by BB Mac. Um, and then, uh, Star Wars card content, um, lots of it. If you like the Star Wars customizable card game, then, uh, go to Kendallcast.ninja and you get lots of content, uh, award-winning content, uh, actually, uh, two-time, uh, Star Wars CCG creator of the year or content creator of the year. So, mm-hmm. and, and the second time I won, there actually was some competition. So <laughs> I wasn't the only content <laughs> Um, but uh but doing doing lots of lots of fun stuff there and the movie round table uh i like those i just I think i've mentioned that before we just uh we just discussed inception um and uh oh and really interesting film uh I- interesting exercise we were doing toward the end on the at the end of the episode try to think about non-franchise sci-fi movies that are better than inception and it seems like it seems to me like the, everybody has movies that they think are better but nobody can ever agree that, 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 <laughs> that at least at least all of us liked inception you know i'm sure there are people that don't like inception but like you know like i said jurassic park other people said no they think inception is better than jurassic park uh uh ian said uh, 2001: A Space Odyssey, which I would tend to agree with that, but the other two people on our on our uh, roundtable uh, disagree and don't like that movie. That's how we. This was one of the few movies that we all agreed on and liked, so it was interesting. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's a fun, it's a fun little. It's uh, like the most, it's like the most basic podcast ever. Watch a movie and then talk about it, but uh, <laughs> almost as basic as watching an episode of a. 90s cartoon and then talking about it. <laughs> you would you would think but somehow we managed to you know talk for like two almost three hours sometimes about it so yeah people are people are here for our for our oh yeah <laughs> you know i i i started listening to the the audiobook for the the mcelroy's everybody has a podcast but you book like their how-to podcast and like he was crapping on the idea of starting a movie review podcast. It, like, like he's like, you know, you can do it, but there's a, really a lot of people who do that. And then he rattled off the names of like five different podcasts that were not movie review podcasts. <laughs> like that were like, that were like, uh, uh, or at least my perception is like that were, that were, uh, making fun of bad movie podcasts as opposed to movie review podcasts. Uh, so, uh, yeah, yeah. But, and I mean, I get, I get what, I get his point, but I don't know. I, I was, I, I only listened to part of the book. You can kind of tell that they were, that they kind of got lucky, and and uh, I mean, I'm sure that they did. Yeah, I'm right sure that place, they do. Right uh, I mean, uh, yeah, they were. There's definitely an element of right place, right time with McElroy Brothers. But also, I started listening to my brother, my brother and me lately, and it is really, really good. So, be really, really good. I guess is the is the answer for how to do a podcast i don't know i'm i am the most i drank a cup of coffee before i started this podcast that's probably why i'm 
off the rails. <laughs> Caffeine's just hitting you now. That's, well, no, it's been, I mean, it's been hitting me the whole time. That's why I've been just like all over the place. I'm also, and then, and the last thing, Greg, this is why I love podcasting with you. When I go off the rails, you just kind of keep stay on the rails. Just keep going. Like, I like being the guy that can be off the rails on a <laughs> podcast because I'm used to being the host that like keeps everything focused. <laughs> so you like it when I'm the bad guy. You're not the bad guy. You're the straight man. Uh, you gotcha. know, I get to be, I get to be, uh, uh, you're, you're, I don't know, Steve Martin and I'm John Candy. I'll take it or some, or something. Steve Martin's an asshole in that movie. You're not an asshole. So I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Talk to my wife. She'll, she'll say otherwise. <laughs> say I can be an asshole when I want to be. Well, you don't choose to be when you're on the podcast. True. Very true. But yeah. Yeah, that's all I got. Cool. Uh, as always, you can find me on Twitter at the real Gonmun, G O N M U N. Uh, just at Gonmun on Hive, if you're on there. I don't know how many people are on there yet. Uh, Warren Beast is also on Hive at Warren Beast or on Twitter at Warren Beast also. And if you're very old school and you want to, <laughs> if you want to hit us up with a sponsorship deal, you can email warrenbeastpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> uh but yeah it's been another week we've reviewed another six issues another volume uh so war for war and beast i have been greg i've been jordan and kendall there you go folks tell all our one oh also gonna say this right now because i totally meant to ask you jordan i'm gonna give a big shout out to all the folks who helped jordan because jordan has now acquired a new computer yes thank you everyone it's fine <laughs> i have a good working computer Yay! It's so nice. <laughs> so thank you, everybody. Yeah. Yes, thanks See, everyone. Power yeah. podcasting works. He deserves it. He does a lot of work for a lot of people. Yeah, there you go, folks. We shall talk to you in a month. I literally just saluted the camera again on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, we can we can see it. <laughs>